This is episode 84 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I've been challenged, I've been convicted, I've been encouraged. During this entire series of going through the seven habits of highly effective people, I have been renewed. We finally come to our very last episode where we're going to be covering habit number seven, sharpen the saw, the habit of daily self-renewal. Daily self-renewal, when many of us put ourselves last over all the responsibilities of the day, now it's time for us to focus on why it's important to take care of ourselves, why it's important for our entire family to make sure and practice self-renewal each and every day. So let's get into it. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, welcome to the broadcast. So glad you guys could be here today. I can't believe we're finally wrapping up this series on the seven habits of highly effective people. And like I said, it has challenged me. It's renewed me. And I know that going through this book, if you guys want to pick it up and go through it yourself, you are going to get so much more than I could even fit in in these nine episodes. But I want to let you know that I'm going to get a special sheet together that has each of these episodes, cute, clickable download that you can have for yourself or to share anytime. And uh, you can just have it saved in your documents and and just go back and check it out anytime. If you would like to be able to have access on that, make sure you check out my website, thefocusedmindset.com or check the show notes and I'll have a place where you can join the Focused Mindset community. That's one of the giveaways that I'll be giving them next month. I'll be giving you next month if you're a part of that community. So look for that. You're going to love it. It's a great resource, a great thing to send if you have somebody that's just getting married or a friend that's just needing encouragement. I'm going to get that all ready for you. Now, I am going to get right into what Dr. Trevor Dietrich has to say about habit number seven. If you've been with us in these last few weeks, you know that I have taken episode 14 and cut it up basically so we can hear each habit one by one and focus on it. And plus, I wanted to give my feedback. I wanted to tell you guys what I've been through and how it's changed my life and some of the stories that I've seen along the way. After Trevor Dietrich shares, I'm going to talk to you about um, just a little bit how this particular habit has affected me as I've grown and matured and how I really believe that we can utilize it as we seek after having a focused mindset each and every day, a solution-focused attitude towards life. So let's listen in on what Trevor has to say. 
Yeah, so habit seven is actually the habit that kind of surrounds them all. It's called sharpen the saw. It's the habit of balance and renewal. So sharpen the saw is a funny phrase, but it literally, think of it literally, right? If you were cutting a piece of wood with a saw and the saw was dull, it would take you a really long time to be very ineffective at doing it. If you were to then stop and take a second to sharpen the saw, you'd be able to get through that wood much more effect. The same thing is true about us. We're the only tool that we have to navigate this world, right? And so we need to take time to sharpen the saw. And you do that in four ways, your body, mind, heart, and soul. So with your body, and this, and, and believe me, these are things families could and should do together. But with your body, do we eat right? Do we exercise? Do we get plenty of sleep? That's how we sharpen the saw. Talk to your family or to your children about that. Model good behaviors of eating and exercise. Go for a family walk. Make sure everybody's in bed at a decent time, not just the children, but the parents too. This is how we keep our body sharp. Our mind, we need to keep that sharp by learning new things, right? Embracing a growth mindset and continuous improvement. Do you read in front of your kids? Or do you just expect them to read in front of you? You need to model, model these good behaviors. If your kids are reading, grab a book and read with them. Grab the seven habits of highly effective families and read that. Grab, uh, even if it's fiction and just something for enjoyment, um, read a book and do it with your kids. The other part would be then your heart. How do you sharpen the saw with your heart? Your heart is with, by spending time with love. It's with each other, obviously, and you can talk about that. Today, we're going to spend quality time together. Maybe it's going and visit, visiting grandma. These are ways that we can sharpen the saw when it comes to our heart, right? It's, it's a, about how do we love and, and spread love into the world, and that's how we do it with the heart. And the last one is with your soul. How do you sharpen the saw with your soul? Now, spiritually, as a, as a person of faith, this is what we're come, going to church and spending time in prayer and worship comes in. But it doesn't have to be. This doesn't matter if you are or not a person of faith. Um, you can still sharpen the saw with your soul by spending quiet time in meditation and thoughtful reflection, maybe going for a walk in nature and, and just appreciating the, the magnificence that is around us. All four areas are equally important. All four areas help keep the only instrument we'll ever have ourselves sharp and acting at our peak. And certainly all four can be done as a family. This might be the easiest habit to do together. I agree. So that's the seven habits. That's how we can truly say that all kids can be leaders, that all people can be leaders, because everybody can grow and become more effective Right, there's a promise. This is a seven habits promise. If you practice one habit today, you will see improvements in whatever area. Right? If you practice all seven, it's a lifetime journey of, of towards primary greatness, of working on that character ethic, of making yourself a better person and, and in turn making the world a better place. And embracing this as a family is just an amazing uh, idea, an amazing adventure. And I just want to encourage everybody uh, just do it. I just want to thank you so much for taking this time to come here and just really lay out what it means to follow the seven habits. Um, is there anything else that you think that parents could do? Where should they go? What book should they get? Anything they can do to continue this journey? Well, the, the seven habits of highly effective families written by uh, Stephen Covey is one. All right. Two other books I think that would be very helpful for kids. It's going to depend on their age. So if you have younger children in, in elementary school, there's a book of the seven habits of healthy kids. And this is written by uh, Sean Covey and it uses 
woodland creatures and little characters to kind of illustrate the habits and some, and some fun interactive stories. And then if you have teenagers, and, and please, I, I do recommend, I have read this one, Waiting Till their, te their Teenage Years, is uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. Now, all of these are the same habits. It's just different stories that illustrate the habits. And the teen one really does hit the mark. Uh, it, it talks about, as a teenager, what do you do when your parents are making you mad and upset and you can't stand them? You know, what do you do in, in your dating life? Right. He talks about if, you know, begin with the end of mind, if you wait till the moment of choice when it comes to several different topics and you get what I mean, if you wait till the moment of choice to choose, it's too late. Right. So the, the habits for teenagers is an excellent read um, for, for kids that are, are in adolescence and starting to experience these things. So there's lots of different versions of this uh, book that, that could help uh, with your leadership journey. Thank you. So is there any last thing that you would like to say to parents? What we've shared today is it's hard to argue against, uh, but there is a, one of the highly effective practices of put first things first is stay true in the moment of choice. So let's say you listen to this podcast and you've been inspired and you believe this is the right thing to do as it is with your family and with your children. I want to just encourage everybody stay true in the moment of choice. Right? If you've begun with the end in mind and you envision a better family life because you've spent time focusing on these habits and how you can grow leadership in, in everybody in your family, stay true in the moment of choice. When it comes to it, if you've said you're going to do X, Y, or Z, do it. You won't regret it. We need to take action. That is the next step in our process of learning is taking action on what we've learned. It's so easy for us to say, oh, well, that's a great idea. But when it comes to the very next day, when we can renew and we can start fresh, we start following the same old habits that we've always followed, the same patterns. Why? Because it's easy. It's comfortable. It's what we've always known. But the great thing about our human body is that we are renewing each and every day. The question is, are we doing it on purpose or are we just letting the world around us flood us and take us over and we just lean into that? We can lean into being the very best version of ourselves by practicing renewal every day and allowing that to lead us into practicing each and every one of these habits in our life. I'll tell you, sometimes I look back on my 20s and I think, wow, I spent way too much time being busy, way too much time thinking it was so important to get every single thing done and feeling like I would be renewed somehow through that, that when I woke up in the morning, I would feel as though, look, I did everything that needed to get done and therefore I feel fulfilled. The truth was, is that I didn't feel fulfilled and I spent a lot of time under way too much stress and you don't need to go through that. You can take the things you've heard now and put them in place and you can have a different path than that. I would want that for you. I want you, especially if you're in your twenties right now, listening to say, maybe I am caught up in the busyness of life. Now is the time for you to understand the importance of renewal. And as I moved on through the years, I started practicing renewal in different types of ways and valuing it. And I started working on my relationships and my friendships and making sure they were more enriched and that I 
poured into the relationships that I felt were the most important. And me, I'm the type of person where I only have a few close friends. People seem to think because I talk, you know, well and friendly in a social situation that, uh, that maybe I have a whole bunch of friends, but I really only hold a few friends close. And that works really well for me. But that does uh, fulfill my heart when I can just share with somebody, when I can have someone that I can trust to share. That is a very important part of renewal. The spiritual side, the mind side. But you know, when it came to the exercise, the body side, the exercise, nutrition, stress management, I that was the one that came hardest for me. I always just kind of dragged my feet in that area. And like I said, I confused busyness for being renewed because I was doing everything I was supposed to do, I thought. But to be honest with you, that's the big, been the biggest shift in my life. Honestly, I don't know if I would be here right now doing this podcast if I hadn't got that part of myself in check. Because how could I get my mind together to talk to you like I am here today if I am just full of busyness? If I'm full of, I don't know, spending way too much time scrolling on the internet or whatever it is? No. I need to be able to pause and reflect and look into things with my mind, read and uh, and just kind of do research. Just the things that will allow me to expand my mind. You know, probably uh, right along with that, I'm thinking about how hard it is for a lot of people in my family to wake up in the morning. You might be in that same boat. I'm the type of person that another thing I struggled with when it came to renewal was putting myself first, first thing in the morning. I think that waking up in the morning and getting out of the house is probably one of the, has been, (laughs) I know that because I lived it. One of the hardest things, it seemed like I was always waking up late, rushing around, getting my kids out of the house, barely making it. And a few years back, I just felt like this is enough is enough. I need to change this. But I really didn't know how to change it. And it started with me just saying, you know, I need to stop pushing snooze. I need to stop pushing that crazy snooze button a hundred billion times. It used to drive my husband crazy. And I used to tell him, no, that's impossible. This is just how I wake up. It takes me all of this time to wake up. And then when I'd finally roll out of bed, I'd be rushing, rushing, rushing. Well, I decided I'm going to try to wake up when I say I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be true to my moment of choice. And what I want to do is wake up on time. So therefore, I'm going to be a little bit more deliberate. And one day turned into two. I started just five, four, three, two, one, up I go. Just hop out of bed and do it. And that was the beginning of a practice of understanding the importance of waking up and putting myself first. Yes, I have a lot of responsibilities in the day, just like you do. I have a million different things that are going to be pulling me in different directions. But that began a practice where I began waking up a little earlier and making sure that I took care of my heart in the morning and that I uh, thought about some friends who I might want to call or text. I even would text people probably far too early for them just to say good morning. And 
uh, take care of my mind, a little bit of reading, a little bit of scripture to take care of the spirit, and then exercise. And it did make a difference in my proactive uh, attitude and how much I got done during the day. I can tell you that if you guys commit to daily renewal, especially in the morning, you will. I'm just convinced you'll notice a difference in your entire day. Yes, it takes commitment. It's not easy, but I want you guys to try just where can you practice daily renewal where you never have before. And don't get caught up in saying, oh, I've never been that way. I never will be that way. You'll surprise yourself. Uh, My daughter came home from college and all of a sudden she had a mother that was waking up early and going to work out and all this. She goes, where did this person come from? It comes from one small choice at a time. Just one small choice to say, you know, maybe that snooze button needs to go away. And little steps, little steps towards renewal will allow you to make the big difference that you want to in your life, in the life of your family, to be able to be the person you were always meant to be. Don't shortchange yourself. You have this chance in life to be your best self. So part of that is making sure that you are renewed and refreshed so you can give your best self to others. And go out and do that today and make today fantastic. I know that uh, mindfulness is a big part of my day now as well. And you guys can go back and revisit episode eight, eight if you'd like to learn more about that. Dr. Joelle Hood was able to be my guest on that wonderful episode. Anything that knows of anybody that knows anything about Dr. Joelle Hood knows that she is one of the leading people, especially here in California, in my school district, Corona Norco Unified School District. She's doing regular seminars with us through her Thriving U University to teach all of the staff members how to um, have resilience and how to do the same thing with the kids, how to have restorative practices. She has amazing, amazing skills, and she was a guest on episode eight So go back and listen to how she teaches about mindfulness, renewal, and resilience on episode eight. And another thing that you can go back on episode 44, I entitled that one, The Joy of Play. The Joy of Play. And this is another one that kind of focuses on this exact renewal situation of how it's so important for us to look at life through the eyes of a child and then bring some of that joy into every single day. So I hope you find joy in this day. Don't forget to check the show notes for all of the helpful links that I'll leave. I can't wait to communicate with you and be a part of your life as we move forward. Feel free to contact me. You can hop on my website to do that, thefocusedmindset.com. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.